Dear Small Tot, I hope to lay down these events in a manner helpful to you, concerning some days you will probably not fully remember when you get older. I think you will want a clear idea of what occurred. It is plain to me I should do this, as otherwise you might worry over too many hard questions you can't ever answer. I will arrange for this account to come to you when you are 19 years of age or greater, not sooner, there being sundry adult matters involved in it. Currently, I am 19 years of age myself and think it a suitable age for you to read this. That should give you time to have done a few things and known people and figured some of them out, also to have read books. Amongst the books given or borrowed to me is an autobiography of Benjamin Franklin about his quest at the age of 20 to improve on his morals and scruples. I figure he must have had worthy ideas by the age of 19 to have even embarked on such a notion. And from what I have seen of you, Tot, I believe you might grow to be equally wise, and 19 would do to read this. As well, don't read it if you don't want to, on account of you didn't ask for it. Another point made by Benjamin Franklin was how the best method to live your life over again, if a person might want to, is to put down tracks to recall it, even whilst it takes place. He advised noting events on paper. I can't do that on your behalf, as you are but four years old currently and no doubt seen different things from what I did, and seen some of the same things in different lights as well. But I will do what I can to that end. For myself, I am bound to remember these days I write about until the reaper should come fetch me. It is not the best paper, and my grammar is not perfect, but I intend to be truthful and keep to the point and not go on about other things. To get to it, here is how I come to be mixed up in the matter of your life. I first laid eyes on you earlier in this year, in the town of Comfort, where I live and now am. You will probably not remember the place. It sits just south of the center of Texas, if maps is correct in their scale. Folks who live here is mostly Germans who built the town some 15 years back. There is a few hundred citizens all told. I settled in here a year ago when I give up on some things in my life and a German widow allowed me use of a shed for my carpentry. I make chairs and coffins and tables and such items that might be called for. My specialty is chairs. I lodge in the woman's house, pay board, and work in her shed. I was stationed out in the yard on a morning in May, six months back from now, shaping the legs of a rocker, when I seen across the street our sheriff enter the privy alongside the livery stable. He had papers for reading and shut himself in. It is a two-seater privy intended for stage travelers, but the sheriff is in the habit of latching the door and keeping the place to himself whenever he wants, no matter if there is travelers who need in it or not. Whilst he was shut in the privy, a coach of the Ficklin line rolled in and drew up at the livery. It was a mere mud coach, worse for wear, not the Ficklin's best, coming south from Fredericksburg 20 miles off. The mules was jaded. A door of the coach swung open even before the mules come to a halt, whereupon a man sprang out in haste and headed direct to the privy as an issue must have come over him. His shirt had a ratty aspect. His trousers were shabby, his hair called for a cut, and his beard was untidy. He was a stout man. I had not seen him before. He attempted to open the privy door and was shouted at from within by the sheriff. 
I could not make out the exact words of the sheriff. The traveler answered back, It's urgent! I need in! The sheriff denied him again. 